0: you're listening to a podcast from the media motel coming up this week
1: in episode 451 a quiz of questions do we need celebrities in a time of crisis and turn it down music for working from home that's all coming up after badly drawn boy and once around the block
2: He has a new album coming out this year after a ten-year gap, but this was from his excellent first album from the year 2000 and the album "The Hour of Bewilderbeast," "Badly Drawn Boy," and "Once Around the Block."
1: That's a beautiful song. I, 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 that first album I listened to all the time. I thought it was, I thought it was so great. Hour of the Bewilderbeast. Um, it won the Mercury Music Prize in in 2000. In, in 2000 i know this but well, i wouldn't know this anyway but i know this because it was about they used to have a tradition that the that the previous year's winner of the mercury prize would 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 be the one that presented it to the next person oh, God, who yes, was i forgot yes, hence that. hence why a poor badly drawn boy was having to present it via video link to p j harvey the next year who was um in washington d c op- Sit where the plane had crashed during the terrible events of 9-11. So, so I, I remember him in his hat at the ceremony yeah. sort of clutching this award and then going live to her. But um, it's interesting that it, that it won the Mercury Music Prize because when, when you had a look at the shortlist for the Mercury Prize that year, and interestingly, if it's true, what um, one of the judges was quoted as saying elsewhere, if, it is, if this is, you know, the correct version of events, it only won by a single vote. Gosh, okay. um, the uh, the 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 vote the the the, mm. the the album that it beat by a single vote um, was the Great Eastern by the Delgados, which is one of my favourite records of all time, and I think should have won. So, mm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. That seems rude because I think the Hour of the Bewilderbees is a superb record. Um, other records that were nominated that year were um, several records that excellent records. Parachutes mm. by Coldplay that was nominated. Oh right.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: the Continuous Sessions by Death in Vegas. A um, Little Black Numbers by the excellent Catherine Williams. Alone mm. with Everybody by Richard Ashcroft. Knitting Sawney Beyond Skin. Um, Lost Souls by Doves. Uh, Rhythm and Stealth by Leftfield. A Sincere by M J Cole and uh, Nicholas Moore's Violin Concert so that's a really well,
2: that's strong a
1: strong record. year strong so uh, yeah it was it's an excellent record but uh yeah you you could have stuck a pin in that list and i think any of those probably would have you could have made an argument for any of those being being deserving brilliant records one and all i think
2: Thanks for joining us at this gathering of the Paris oh, Council. It's indeed. episode 451. I'm Terence Dackham, and she may be locked down, but we can't keep her down. <laughs> it's Juliet Harris.
1: Indeed. I'm coming up, so you better get this podcast started. Hello. Well,
2: now for the quiz. Um, there is a movie version in development of our quiz. Michael Sheen is going to play me.
1: Oh, wow. And... He plays everyone. So, of course, he can exactly. be. Exactly. Be, he could be me as well at a push. I well, think. Sue
2: Perkins has actually been signed up to oh, play you, Juliet.
1: You know how to appeal to my better nature. Well done. Um, now um, we know
2: a quiz is nothing without questions, and this week the tracks you have to identify all have questions in the title.
1: Oh man! Okay.
2: Now last week, um, Jules, you moaned, um, um, commented, commented. How um, dare
1: you? I think I'm very good-natured.
2: Commented that <laughs> the. Is, that the clips were too brief, even though you got them all correct.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, it was how I felt,
2: man. Hmm. So this week, a small change. Um
1: I've made the clips even shorter. Um, I, I knew you'd be there for me, at my owl. <laughs> if you were nim, if if we weren't socially distant by 150 miles, I would throw my yogurt pot. <laughs> <and> carry on.
2: <laughs> and, and to add to the fun of it all, each of the tracks was a hit before you were born. Oh, so. I- do this for goodness sake mm. so five tracks in just over 20 seconds okay,
1: um, what's what's the score for this week then
2: well i think you're going to do very well despite all of this it's five points for each question you identify uh, questions in the title as i say and five bonus points for each artist you find so seven points for you the listener at home or you the juliet okay. to win the star prize uh, a week of self-isolation in a bus shelter that
1: um, prize prizes two weeks
2: <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. No, I think it's really just going to be down to your ability to scribble quickly, I think, okay, is going to be the challenge.
1: Testify, and then if I fail, then I'll just blame everybody but myself, because that is in fashion. <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, I don't think they're too hard to identify, but they will come at you with great velocity.
0: Give me a time.
2: Came in at 22 seconds so a bonus two seconds for you there
1: okay well the the, the first one is our friends electric by gary neiman you see I you, see, you, you
2: say oh i didn't have enough time but there you are look two straight off the bat okay the, sec-
1: the second one ironically starts with the line give me time which i, <laughs> which I felt was was at um that's the culture club and do you really want to hurt me terence you must be able to scribble really quickly <laughs> I'm, I, it's a very unique to me shorthand, is all I will say, on that So like
2: CC, do you really, or something do like You really
1: want to, and then what looks to be several words at once, but I knew what I meant. <laughs> um the third one is Don't You Want Me by The Human League.
2: Yep, I don't really want to hurt you, so I, I don't, I don't want nice. to.
1: I, I, I feel I feel two hundred and something episodes in, we've finally reached that level, <laughs> of sector, so that's lovely. The fourth one, I've no idea, I'm afraid. It came and went, and I just couldn't get a handle okay. on it. What and about the fifth one? The fifth one is "Do You Know the Way to San Jose" by Dionne Warwick.
2: So you've got your, um, your your eight. So you've got you've won. But, this I'm happy
1: with that. That's okay.
2: Marvin Gaye.
1: Um, What's going on? I see. I that that I just I just couldn't. It 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 just went. It just went past me before I before I could grab it. But another excellent quiz, Terence. I enjoyed that. All miles be-
2: before your time as well. So it's not like they were. Um, you know, you were hearing them all on the radio con- at a contemporary time. They're songs that you've heard later in life. So I think, on that basis, I think you as a, a sterling performance
1: That is very kind. Thank you. I do regularly play um, "Don't You Want Me" by the Human League as part of my DJ sets. It's one of those very few bankers that everybody will yowl along to. It's it's popular with uh with with older synth fans and drunk hindus alike. So that's quite a unifying record. As is "Cars" by Gary Newman, actually. But I I was uh, familiar with. Um, um our friends electric by gary newman actually because it was um we talked about of the sugar babes a few weeks ago mm. freak like me by the sugar babes um it was a, a, a peculiar meshing of the music the chord from our friends electric um with the vocal line from um freak me by anita howard over the top
2: It's absolutely brilliant as well. I love that use of uh, our friends electric in that. That's Again, why I just love the Sugar Babe so much. I just think it's so innovative.
1: So that was my, uh, or it might even have been called Freak Like Me by by Anita Howard. It might have been Freak Like Me, I think. So so yeah, that was my first kind of, um, introduction to that song but yeah and i'm just looking up to see um whether or not the person that i that that i think it i think produced it did because if it is who i think it is and i think he's one of the most undersung producers of recent years um yeah it was produced by richard x and uh in terms of sort of British pop producers, um, he produced "Chewing Gum" by Annie, which we've praised on the podcast before. Uh, tunes by Kalise, Liberty X, um, "Sweet Dreams," my LAX, and "Some Girls" by Rachel Stevens and uh, Sugar Babes So he has actually um, he's produced a lot of really good quality noughties and, and 2010s British pop. So uh, I don't know how we've got on to Richard X, but uh, I feel that like he deserves more praise than he gets.
2: But you know, you were you were mentioning the Human League there. It's difficult. To- to keep revising opinions on the past based on the i don't yeah. know the greater knowledge or understandings of the current time but i i was looking i've never paid Sort of a magnifying glass style attention before I have to admit, but I was looking at the lyrics to Don't You Want Me earlier and they are rather aggressive and disturbing. And I suppose Phil Oakey might say he was just portraying a character in a story, yeah. but that story of a, a controlling bloke refusing to let his ex go, you, you mm-hmm. think you've changed your mind, you better change it back or we'll both be sorry. I know. It's, it's a bit, you know, it doesn't travel well through the years, the lyrics. Well, I must well, say.
1: But having said that, it is rather offset by the fact that the 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 the, the female, female voice yeah. in control i is the impression mm. i get it's interesting that you that you sort of say the aggressive lyrics i might pick this one week but the the rachel stevens track i just mentioned that's produced by richard x some girls has a similar kind of um, sort of controlling boyfriend that's mm. trying to make someone a star it's it's a it's a it's a it's a thrilling track i might i might try and bring that up there's the those tracks work best when you feel that the woman is in on the mm. not exactly the joke but you feel that the woman has has equal agency really so i i i, I can justify my love of don't you want me by human league on the mm. basis that i do feel the woman has equal agency but uh or rather both of them have equal agency they also have strictly numbers as well the human league girls yes so, that's true so who knows but um And and actually, the funny thing is, is that uh, you know they that was their big hit, wasn't it? But love action—it comes from the album Dare, which is worth Mm. worth anyone's money, in my view. For sure. Fabulous record. I bought it from the £5 classic section of my uh, my local record store and it is £5 I will never regret spending but it does make me laugh that uh, Love Action was their other big hit and they're both great tunes but when I first heard Love Action on Pick of the Pops in the back of my parents car on a motorway one Saturday afternoon I did sing Don't You Want Me over the top of Love Action and it did fit. Who can blame people for wanting the same hit twice?
2: This is true. Coming next, the role of celebrities in a crisis and looking back at the One World Together at Home concert. Um, That's right after this reflection of life. It's the radio-friendly edit by MGMT.
1: to put your editing skills for the test there. When, it, when, you ha- when you have records that you've listened to possibly thousands of times, they the bad words just sail through the air and past you that, that I've been caught out several times live on air with that in moments which I will never forget but anyway I really like MGMT they're one of those bands who I haven't quite realised how much I like until fairly recently and Oracular Spectacular the album that that comes from had three monster hits from it which was uh, Kids um, Electric Feel and that Time to Pretend I could easily have picked any of those tunes it's a it's really is a genuinely excellent album been listening to it a lot recently um they, they haven't quite they've had a few albums and, and a few the odd song here and there since but again MGMT suffering a little bit for it being they had the biggest record first if you see what i mean but i think it's superb I, it, 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 there's a a book that keeps having new editions every year that's called something like a thousand and one albums that you must listen to before you die mm. and uh, it's a good book actually i usually hate those kind of lists but it's very thoughtfully done and i'm i always whenever i'm in a shop like a, a Waterstones or somewhere like that. I, I always try and find a copy of it to see which three or four records they've picked from the from years after the edition that I've got. My edition is about 10 or, ten or twelve years old. And I think that Oracular Spectacular made it into that. So I, I always find it interesting. I went to an exhibition somewhere once, I think it was at the Delaware in Bexhill Hill, which had a timeline through the middle that was picking out big historical and cultural moments from from each from each year. And this is about ten years ago and we were fascinated once it got past the sort of 70s and 80s they were starting to guess at what they thought would endure and i found that really really interesting and mm-hmm. so so i i like reading reading each issue of this book to see you know which edition to see what what records that we cut, what i still think as being fairly recent they feel are the ones that that you know will, will people will mm-hmm. continue listening to and actually i do think oracular spectacular people will continue to listen to that because i think it's a really fine album
2: i hadn't really thought about mgmt for a while but i yeah you know, i see they're still going strong and releasing new music and that is a really good track um i should say that neither uh, to, to uh the listener neither juliet and i are particularly being pompously prim and proper that about you know censoring stuff i'll just explain this quickly it's just we get um feedback from people saying oh I love listening to the podcast while I'm doing the school run, obviously not at the moment. Or, you know, when I'm doing the cleaning at home with the kids and, you know, they're making a noise, I've got uh, the podcast on. And it's really just not to, uh, you know, I swear, like a, a trooper sometimes, <laughs> I have to admit. I but
1: I can't claim that I don't, in all yeah, honesty.
2: But it's just I don't, you know, we, I don't think we want to put um, yep. Any listener in a difficult position well, of having absolutely. to explain words to no, children absolutely. or to their grandmothers, and we, so that's why we dropped those.
1: Absolutely. We, we, you know, we're happy to we're happy to cause trouble with each other on this podcast occasionally, <laughs> but <laughs> we'd rather not cause trouble yeah. with anyone else. So it's email. it's always
2: family friendly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're we're doing this for the kids, man. So <laughs> so yeah, what can I say? Because because otherwise our content is is, is it appeals to children on every level, doesn't
2: well, it? Very much <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm sorry kindergarten uh, category. of I was going to say,
1: we'll, we'll be, we'll be uh, contextually analysing Peppa Pig next week.
2: <laughs> we, we, we know that um, Live Aid was 35 years ago now, and the world has changed uh, really significantly since then. But it, it still tends to be held as the benchmark by which similar events are judged. And of course, Age catches up with us all, uh, as as I know only too well, and as a result, those who appeared at Live Aid, who were, by the way, considered veterans then, yes, well, 35 well. years on, we can't expect them to have the same zip and energy, oh. nor, sadly, can we expect their voices to be as capable as 1985. The Together at Home concert uh, last weekend suffered then, it, f- it suffered for several of the heritage acts, it, not being able to perform at anything like their best, but They just can't let go. So we got a peculiar, slowed-down version of Lady Madonna and a shouty, unusual, I'm still standing.
1: It was Um, very strangulated, wasn't it? I couldn't quite work out what was going on there.
2: But then there were two other oddities that left the One World Concert a depressing experience for me. It wasn't live in any sense, and that left it feeling very soulless. It was just a sequence of badly shot vo- phone videos with, with terrible yes. sound. And strange, ill-at-ease hosting by three blokes in suits, all looking very uncomfortable. Steve Colbert and Jimmy Fallon were rather sc- worming juicing and mm-hmm. um, jimmy kimmel a little more in tune am i out of step with the world again jules does everybody else except me bathe in the glory of these celeb and starfield gala events
1: well it's difficult because there is a place for them and there was there was a big event here in britain last night there was a sort of a hybrid comic relief children in need event that was a sort of stay at home thing that had lenny henry hosting and actually i didn't watch all of it but the some parts that i saw i thought worked quite well they got some people to do sketches and that worked a little bit better i think mm-hmm. i think the prob- my main issue is that it, i can understand that that the there is some appeal of celebrities during this time. People do like reassurance. There's something, there's something continuity about seeing the same people on telly, and that's what was quite nice about the the the, uh, the stay-at-home sort of big night-in festival that was on last night. In that. It was the sort of thing that you would usually see on Children in Need and, and, and Comic Relief. It was a little bit different, you know, obviously some mobile phone, some Zoom footage, but they were trying pretty much to do the same thing that they usually would do. And you'd have, yes, yeah, celebrities are celebrities. They don't live our lifestyle, but that you had the same sort of people like Jack Whitehall that you would that you would usually see. The American stuff, particularly, I found quite difficult. That dreadful version of Imagine with lots of celebrities. Yes. I don't know if you've had the, the misfortune to come across that with I lots have. of film stars singing that, which is just oh man. I I you know I, I I possibly ruined a pair of trainers just by the toe curling I had, but by seeing that. Mm. But um, yes. but I I just I I you know I don't know what it is, but there's something about these enormous rock stars miles away that just don't feel very connected because it is because it's being made into this huge event if you see what i mean it's it just doesn't it doesn't feel it feels a bit preachy rather than it feels a bit remote it doesn't feel and, and that's not just because of the technology that's being used. I felt a little bit more with the with the BBC thing last night. I felt a little bit more like that was kind of talking to me rather than talking at me a bit. Like I said, I didn't watch all of it. I only watched some of it, but I watched more of it than I did the, the One World concert just simply because I could bear more of it than the One World concert. I just I, I found it very, you know, Elton John's peculiarly strangulated performance.
2: It's I, sad. It was, really is sad.
1: I was expecting better of him, I must admit. It, but, it, but, you know, it just goes to show how difficult it, it to defend them slightly. It goes to show how difficult it is to do these things. Um, I, it's long been my family's opinion that the only person from that sort of late 60s, early 70s era who has really kept their voice is Tom Jones. He's brilliant. And even he struggled with the circumstances. So, So I have I have some sympathy. It's not an easy thing to do. But equally. It is. There is a little bit. Oh, it's all very well you telling me to stay at home from your back garden, Elton, which A you have and I don't, and B your back garden is bigger than my flat. So, so it, there's a little bit. It's of, about
2: eighty acres. i
1: was going to say, you know, it's, it's bigger than my town, I think. So you yes. feel like, so, you know, can you? Uh, it's all very well for you to stay at home. I am staying at home because, you know, I I, I don't want to kill my parents or or my partner and her child or anybody that I love, but equally. It is driving me up the wall and, and, you know, rather than, you know, having you in a massive mansion, at least with stuff like Comic Relief and and Children in Need, I saw people that were worse off than me. I was shown them. I wasn't, you know, I was told about the projects that you're donating to. You know, I, I felt there was a sense of purpose in it, rather than somebody showing off their back garden. Um, I, I do I send send my love to Charlie Watts, who manfully air-drummed and drummed along on, on <laughs> things. Although, why does Charlie Watts not have a drum kit at his house? That seemed very unusual.
2: That was a question that occurred to me also. Why yeah. did he have to pretend? Why didn't he just have a kit there?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, who knows? But yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it, the problem is, is that it's always a thin line. I can see why celebrities are used for messages. And actually, there are some some celebrities that people and famous people and known faces that people seem to genuinely trust and will accept their messaging from them. Um, an interesting figure who I saw quite early on in the um, in, in, in this time. I saw her interviewed. Might be either just before or just after lockdown. I think so. Very early on in our, in our phase of it over here in the UK, who is a UK figure that, that seems to be genuinely trusted, and that's Joan Bakewell, who was talking on something. And so there are some there are some public figures you know, Gary Lineker. I can understand why they did. They did a bit of Peter Crouch did some of the messaging on this. And I can see why, because they reckon that the that the group of people are here in Britain who are either, if you want to put it impolitely, least likely to adhere to the lockdown, or if you want to put it politely, need some guidance from figures they trust to, to adhere to the lockdown. That is younger men. Mm-hmm. So I can see the value in using well-known or well-trusted public figures in messaging. I, But then I think that is a different thing to, you know, people who have a 20 million dollar mansion telling me that i'm a bad person if i don't stay at home it's like well it's 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 harder for some people than it is for others really so um you know i you know i hope that everyone listening to this is doing their best to stay at home i know it is really hard but it is it is working we're doing the best that we can in horrible in horrible situations and i think if celebrities could keep the preachiness out of it and have some level of self-awareness i think that's likely to be more successful
2: We've had some dismal efforts during this current crisis. Celebrities, they seem to have a compulsion to put themselves at the centre of it all. As you say, we had that disastrous uh, set of uh, twerps covering John Lennon's totally inappropriate imagine. We had Madonna unwisely philosophising in a a bath full of rose petals.
1: Yes, that that was, you know, not ideal.
2: No, Gary Barlow inevitably crooning, uh, uh, you know, as if we haven't suffered enough. No, I feel that that celebrities uh, matter less than ever. Um, as you you were saying, sitting on oversized sofas in football field sized Mm. living rooms, all urging us to pull together. I I see what you mean. I suppose some people might draw comfort from thinking, well, if a Gary Barlow or Peter Crouch is having some bance with matt baker or lenny henry on bbc one then maybe everything is going to be okay but i do wonder if these celebrities just can't help themselves and i wonder how many remember this going back to what we were saying right at the beginning the sales boosts of live aid and muse upon whether they can uh, boost their image by appearing you know constantly at these shows it's it just feels so often it's all about them
1: yeah no, I think that's a really good point, actually. I think that that's that's even more cynical than me and even more <laughs> than me, I think, in that yeah, you do get the impression why are you doing this? Are you doing this out of genuine philanthropy? Or, you know, are you surprised, surprised the Rolling Stones now have a new single out?
2: indeed what a shocker
1: Yeah, absolutely so so you know i admire admire people who appear at those things with nothing to sell i think in the case of those people you kind of can understand that but yeah you do feel that there is a that they're not quite doing this out of the goodness of their hearts in some cases I think the Imagine people were actually curious. They were just incredibly misguided. <laughs> yes. Uh, coming up, if you're spending
2: more and more time at home, especially working or studying, um, can music help or hinder your progress through the day? Uh, that's right after pottery. heads feel to that um now depending of course on circumstances they're due to tour north america and europe including the uk all through summer and autumn this is the lead single from their upcoming album from the album welcome to bobby's motel pottery and texas drums part one
1: thank you for introducing me to that i really enjoyed that i thought it was great i look forward to hearing more
2: uh, yeah, the albums uh, coming up, it, it, well, it, it, like so many, it was due to be released in April. They've put it back because of the current situation because they can't uh, promote it um, as they they wanted to. But yes, uh, it should be good. When I was a teenager doing my homework in my room, listening to, I don't know, the Beatles or maybe Joni Mitchell I only had about 10 albums, uh, as people of my generation did at that time. So the choice wasn't terribly wide. The call would come up the stairs, turn that music off. You can't concentrate (laughs) with that going on. Now, these days, of course, any number of learned papers will tell us that listening to music actually aids concentration and can affect our mood in a positive way. Which way do you go when you're at home and you need to work or concentrate on something? Jules, do you go for noisy, upbeat, motivational or background music to chill and calm?
1: Well, you see, I in the past, when I was younger, I never, ever used to work with music. I could never concentrate. It was a distraction I wanted for and what I was doing as I've got older I do have some background music on sometimes but it but it is very much background music and I have to be very careful about what I choose and there's a very interesting article here from the Guardian which has got um, the science bit as people used to say behind <laughs> behind this um, which is um, how music has been shown that it can in, in, improve productivity and cognitive performance especially in adults apparently so maybe your parents were right that it wasn't the time for you to do that Um, this is an interesting quote here listening to music can help people manage anxiety which i think is an important point in these times become motivated and stay productive it says you should start off slow so you have to kick off the day with a trick from music therapy which is the ISO principle which are techniques uh, that therapists use to alter the mood of a patient so the therapist will match music to how the patient is feeling and then you'll gradually alter the songs to achieve the desired mood state which is a little bit like when I go out to DJ really I kind of Mm. guess the mood of the room and then gradually I want to bring them up gradually that's my plan anyway so so they said if you're feeling really down in the morning then Find something peaceful to start off with and then you can bring yourself into a more motivating sort of song to get the state you want to. I love this. Transition into a power song. So uh, so if you feel <laughs> like God. whacking it up, a faster track speed can result in increased performance. In one study that examined the relationship between music, tempo and productivity, we could be really specific about this. which I not think is fab. Most test subjects perform best whilst listening to songs Pace at around 121 beats per minute so if you want examples of these call me maybe by carly ray Jepsen. um i want to dance with somebody by whitney houston and uh, i will survive um which is credited here can, by, I'm sorry to interrupt but i can only think this would be working if you're
2: doing like physical manual labor and where and you've it, got
1: and this is it really because it then mm. goes on to talk about different people um that they say that the main source of distraction sort of concentration and interruption is lyrics, apparently, so they say the bulk of a work playlist should include songs with innocuous or subtly performed lyrics and interesting that they uh they 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 uh, cite two uh, or they say the alternative they cite two alternatives here so they cite that they also cite people if you prefer non lyrical music, they recommend stuff that's repetitive. So so when I'm working, Hmm. interestingly, I find myself listening to Brian Eno and uh, David Byrne's album Midnight Hmm. in the Bush of Ghosts. So I've always found that very helpful to listen to. Um, And that's in their sort of first category, their second category, they recommend Steve Reich which I do listen to a lot when I'm working mm. actually I tend to find I opt towards instrumental music when I was working up till fairly recently I would try um, Ronnie size drum that the sort of drum and bass but not kind of aggressively st- of Ronnie Sars, I used to find quite helpful and um, Dave Brubeck's Dave Does Disney LP which is Disney tunes done in a slightly more relaxed way jazz is quite good piano jazz I find quite good generally to work to I have to be in a really specific mood to be able to work to music it can be very helpful mostly because it can get me into quite a relaxed state of mind which then means that I'm less anxious which I think like lots of people I've, I've fought battles with recently um it's um it's also a bit of a kind of a a, a a a either or in that one in terms of lyrics um you know being a motivator because some people can use lyrics as sort of motivating tunes, you on running playlists um you shouldn't automatically reach for your favorite songs uh, one study found a decrease in performance when listening to songs characterized as familiar vocal music apparently songs that are very familiar can be distracting so mm, so, mm. so i think so, so maybe when you listen to that beatles lp for the 20th time as a <laughs> as a teenager maybe that wasn't part of the plan i don't know but it is very interesting it's a very personal thing i think and i think everybody will have a different view on it because it's it seems these studies suggest that it's very it's very dependent upon your own psychological and intellectual makeup i think so of course one size isn't going to fit everyone but as i become older and interesting according to that article more adults although some might argue i'm still not quite there but um but you know as as i have as i've grown older i have found music to be less of a distraction and more helpful as long as you are careful to pick the right thing yeah,
2: perhaps it is uh, yet again an age thing because if I'm needing to concentrate, I can't have anything noisy on at all. I find it distracting. And I even my favourite people, you know, the Beatles, as we said, Todd Runger and Joni Steely Dan, I find I'm drawn away by the music. It doesn't help me concentrate. And like a proper old person now, I either have silence, which is a sentence the younger me would never have dreamed would have come from my lips, or the calmer side of classical music, although I'm with you on... Eno and Harold bard and and that sort of ambient music but um some Thomas Tallis Hildegard von Bingen that sort of thing um maybe some Bach and i was thinking about a a, a slit song from i don't know it must've been 40 years ago silence is a rhythm too um i wasn't so sure about that 40 <laughs> years ago but i see the case for it now
1: absolutely of course the ultimate working from home song is john cage's 4 minutes forty <laughs> seconds yes
2: and you can play that on repeat and never get tired of it
1: as many times as you want it always made me laugh i don't think it was that but there used to be a record in american jukeboxes that was a record of silence that if you were absolutely sick in your dying people putting records on all the time you could just pay for that and you could literally buy four minutes of silence
2: what a great idea um as ever in these curious times thanks very much for choosing to spend some time with us
1: it's lovely to have this time together thank you so much
2: Jules, uh, you're providing much joy with your new radio shows. Early reviews are very positive. People are loving them.
1: That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Uh, again, like lots of the nation, more time on my hands than I'd originally intended. Hence why I was produced to uh, posting my favourite pictures of television personality Mr Blobby on Instagram recently. But anyway, I have thankfully managed to find something a little bit less divisive to use my Time on um, doing a couple of radio shows this weekend. We're recording this on Friday. Um, on Saturday, we I'm doing a Saturday social, which is two hours. Yes, count them two hours of uh, of Northern Soul, Motown, Mod, uh, sort of uplifting, sort of solely type tunes. And then that's from five until seven. And then from seven till nine on Sunday evening, we've got something called Smooth Sailing, which is yacht rock, easy listening, smooth kind of Magic FM style tunes. Um, you can find that on my Mixler channel. If you go on. To the mixler.com website, which is M I X L R, because like every everything, every new technology nowadays has to have missing vowels. So uh, mixler does, um, and you can search for juliet Harris on there, and then you find my channel. And uh, I do try and schedule my broadcast. So uh, if you follow me on there, then you get reminders as to when I'm going to be on.
2: And if you you know if you are at home, and I think particularly if you're on your own, mm. um, it's they're really great shows. And the good okay. part of it is is that. Um, when when you tune in through the mixler app or the yeah. website yeah uh, you can, there's a chat room there so you There'd can be... sort of see what people are saying about the songs and
1: that's that's really nice and you can mm. say hello to me and, and if you've got any requests you can put them in there and usually my requests are, are a week late if you see what i mean so uh, so i i you know if you want to pre-request things and there you can do so but no it's really nice people seem to get on well in there you'll probably meet my mum in the chat room as well and that is well that's some sort of experience for you
2: <laughs> now it's a, a very positive experience she's lovely <laughs> <Obviously>, now,
1: <yeah.
2: laughs> um, to play us out another track where i have spent time today creating a radio friendly version so thanks very much this week for um, <laughs> setting me setting me tasks
1: i'm sorry it, it just <laughs> seems to keep happening to me but you know this is getting busy
2: this is a very long track to play us out
1: <laughs> it is I, I you know we've all got time at the moment the time is literally the time literally is now to do this um speaking of sort of appropriate playlists i've been going on walks recently as yes, i think lots of people have and i've there's some excellent sort of post-punk dance punk style playlists on uh on on i use uh, apple music and this was on one recently but by this band now we have to call them oh, bands really annoy me when they spell their names in a way that can't be pronounced but I have forgiven them for it but we call them chick 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 it's it's three exclamation marks in a row if you want to if you want to search them and I, I love their kind of their sort of take on things I love these kind of post punk and dance punk funk punk playlists I find them very good at propelling me along as I'm walking and this is no exception so nine whole minutes I mean you don't have to stay to the end but it is really good so why not and Terence has worked hard to make this, you know, broad indeed. So, yeah. Yes, you know, don't disappoint Terence by by disrespecting <laughs> <his work. laughs> oh, I'm been such trouble. Anyway, this is um this is uh, chick 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 or exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark and uh, me and Giuliani down by the schoolyard. a parish council production.
0: Silence. Silence is a rhythm too.